Benifer is back. Brad and Jen are friends again. And Paris Hilton is somehow still making headlines. 20 years later, we're living in the world that the 2000s tabloids created. On this series, I'm going to tell you the story of a decade of American life through the trash we love to consume. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Claire Malone, and this is Just Like Us, the tabloids that changed America. Listen on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello and welcome to, I guess... A ringer reality TV recap of Love is Blind. Yes. Hell Iconic yeah. show. Wow, it's it's great. I can't wait to get into it. My name is Amelia Wedemeyer, and I'm joined by Juliet Littman. Hi, Juliet. Hi, Amelia. I could not be more excited to be here. I I mean I love the show. It's like my favorite reality show in a in a really long time. The only thing I could possibly put it on the same level as is below deck sailing out season two. But this wow. is just this is this is a tour de force television program. Shout out to Netflix. It really is. It really is. And also, you know, I think it took the internet by storm the first time around, which was like, can you believe like nearly two years ago? It was, it was two years ago. I cannot believe it. No, I, I mean, I can't believe Jessica is so far in the rear view. Just going to say that. Yeah. The two couples are still together. They've been together for three years. Through a pandemic. Yeah. It's amazing. Nuts. It's amazing. So, okay. Yeah. So we're talking about, obviously, we've already said it a thousand times. Love is Blind. It's a Netflix show. This is the second season. Um, it's a show where essentially... <laughs> two groups. There's men and women and they are sorted out by uh, sex. And then they go into pods, they're literal pods, and they kind of get to know each other. And then soon we have like couples connecting and hooking up and they, they still haven't seen each other until I think it what it's like a probably a week and a half. They're saying they said it was 10 days. At one point they say it's they're in the pods for 10 days. And so yeah, so they they talk for 10 days and then if they decide to get engaged, they can finally see each other after they've already decided to do that. Right, uh, which is-, is just wild. And uh, you know, as you said, like this started 2 years ago and at the time it felt like really prescient because people were you know, isolating from the world. And so watching watching the dating show where there was just these like individual people in these small rooms basically staring at a wall that looks like a lava lamp was was like so prescient and now it just it almost like the the I, the pod aspect of it is like doesn't even seem that weird two years no, totally pandemic it's <laughs> like they're all quarantining away from each other and then they meet each other and then they have to kind of quarantine again crazy you understand why people in the pandemic would want to be on the show actually totally yeah i know and it's great and we get to meet some just they've really upped i think the uh just, I don't even, crazy level? Is that okay to say of the contestants? <laughs> sure. I don't know if it's that they've upped the crazy, but the matches are so odd. Like the people that gravitated to each, to each other just seems like so many temperamental clashes that it's hard to understand how this all happened, but whatever. Somehow I totally agree. This season is way better. And I guess it is because the people are nuttier, but I, I don't even know. It's just, I like this like this much more. I I agree. And it seems as if like because they've had 2 years to kind of I guess sit in this concept, maybe they've 
found more people who are willing to display a certain side of themselves on reality TV and are like, yeah, we know this show is popular. And so they found more of those people to kind of uh, get on this show. I don't know. But they also moved it to Chicago from Atlanta. Like all the people are from Chicago versus Atlanta, which I think is perfect. And okay. Interesting. Just the way that it's like sort of like a, this group of people is like a real melting pot group, I think in in a really, in a really great way. I think that's representative of Chicago. I also just think it's like, this feels very like American to me. They somehow tapped into like the essence of what I consider American culture. And I being, being somewhat familiar with Chicago, like really, like maps for me tracks. And also I like that there's a lot of um, like immigrants or first generation people in this season. Yeah, I thought that totally. was really interesting. And I also like Chicago does have like a, I think a lot of group, like different ethnic groups move there. And I thought that was cool. No, I agree. I agree. Well, you know how I feel about Chicago, but um, I'm willing to <laughs> give this a try, I guess. No, I'm kidding. I like Chicago. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just kidding. I do. I do like Chicago anyway. Okay. Sorry. It's good for reality okay. TV. Come. So today we're going to be breaking down the first three episodes, which are the pod episodes where they all get to know each other and we get to know them. And then we'll be breaking down episodes four through six, which is the Mexico episodes, which it gets even crazier, which is awesome. And then it's on to episodes seven and nine, which um, are in Chicago. And then we'll be discussing the finale. So let's dive into these first three episodes and the couple's. I mean, there's so much to, to begin with. I just want to say, I, w- I, I did not watch this show as many times as you, but I did watch the first three episodes twice. Nice. It's hard to remember that the show started with 30 people. Like there's some people that we literally never hear from. And Which is sad. They could do a whole like outtakes on YouTube or something or like- I would love that. Well, okay. Let, can we just, for five seconds, let's talk about Trisha. Sure. Trisha who had, had tons of uh, followers. She's off Instagram now. Oh, she is? Yeah, she deactivated it. I think she wow. was like getting a lot of negative feedback, but it turned out she... Well, so Trisha was a woman who told... I don't even remember who, everyone, that she's got tons of Instagram followers and she said that right. they really love watching her work out <laughs> at the gym. And she was like, "I sometimes I have 20 people in my car. And I was like, <laughs> 20 people in your car? <laughs> she was Sprinter van? I don't even get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, she had 8,600 followers and she's now off Instagram. I, okay. I kind of feel bad for her. I can only imagine how bad it was in her DMs that she left the platform. Yeah. Except also she made it seem like she had like hundreds of thousands of followers. Yeah, of course. She kept saying, I have so many followers. That doesn't that. Okay. Interesting. Well, and then what I love too, is that, so she was clearly just kind of clueless. Um, and she said she was talking to Nick who ends up with, uh, Danielle. And she, this is, I wrote the quote down because it was so crazy. She was like, I just don't think Danielle's that much of a competition to me. And she also got Danielle's name wrong. She thought it was like Molly. She's like, what's her name? Molly. And the producer was like, Danielle. And she's like, she's no. like, she's like, Molly, Holly, Holly. Yeah. She couldn't know. She wasn't sure it was Molly or Holly. And then it was Danielle. It was crazy. And then she also said, I really, really like one guy. And she's talking about Nick. And I'm kind of nervous that he's going to get vibes from the other guys because I kind of think that the other guys like me. A lot of them like me. <laughs> She's just like, okay. Poor Trisha. Delusional. It's, and she doesn't get uh, paired up with anyone at the end. But, uh, you know, maybe this is good for her. She can be knocked down a few pegs. I mean. You know, come I back know. to reality. <laughs> come back to reality. A lot of delusional people. Also, one thing I w- wanted to note before we dive into the couples. Yeah. And this will definitely come up again. A lot of stories about weight loss and a lot of, on the women's side in particular. Yes. And a lot of stories about body insecurity and... One thing that I do like about reality TV, though sometimes it's troubling, is like so many tropes about society like prove out prove to be true on shows like this. And it was it was really and and I think also another interesting thing is that basically everyone who like who moves on to Mexico and like finds a match seemed to be like quite thin and I thought it was just sort of interesting the way that like some of the the tropes that we're used to seeing work out and it or not like work out, but like prove to be true. And that really, that really caught my eye because there was just in the first three episodes, a lot of conversation about body insecurity and like weight loss and can people tell and whatnot. Totally. Well, there are several people I know Danielle and deep tea were both mm-hmm. talking about how they used to weigh like 70, Which like a hundred pounds more. Pounds, yeah. yeah. More. And 
it's interesting because I was looking on Twitter as well and people were talking about how they didn't like how there was kind of fat phobia happening here, which I, I totally agree there is. And um, that, it, it, again, like what you're saying, it kind of plays into the you're only lovable once you lose that weight or like, you know, which is kind of messed up. And they did have some plus size people go on the show, but of course they didn't find love, you know? Yeah, and I think... I'm not saying this is like a pure experiment in like in, in anything, but it was, it was really noticeable that it, there was definitely fat phobia, which is, I think very real though. It's like one of the most entrenched phobias in all of society. And so at least our society. So I just thought that was like noteworthy. And I would say I'm still processing my emotions, about how I feel about all of this. Yeah. (laughs) It's definitely, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and so. yeah, it, it does. It came up a lot. I mean, especially because these people's insecurities go, go front and center. But anyway, yeah. oh man, oh, <laughs> do they ever? Oh my gosh. That being said, this episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Ice Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Let's talk about the first match, the first couple to make it outside of the pods. It's Danielle and Nick. I mean, I didn't see that being first. I have really? to, you know, so many questions about the editing of the show. I hope we get the well, opportunity to ask a producer, but... Yes. They are the first to like essentially commit to each other. Right. Um, I was, we differ on them, but I uh, can't stand either of these people. I just can't. And they also don't seem to really like each other. If I, if I, I I don't see the connection. Like what did they bond over? They bonded over the fact that they're both empaths. They were both like, we're empaths. And they're like, okay, great. Um, I I don't know. I feel like she has a lot of insecurities. Like she had a total. Well, we'll talk. I guess we'll talk about this on the next episode. But she had a total breakdown in Mexico, and and then beforehand, you know, she talked a lot about her insecurities. She used to weigh a hundred pounds more, and she said that she's had you know a lot of trauma from past relationships. And she talked about how one time when she was younger, like in her teens, she was walking down the street and some guy that she had a huge crush on was like, oh, she's so big. And she's like, and I've carried that for the rest of my life, which is... That made me feel really bad for her. Yeah. And she seems like she still needs to work through something, some insecurities. And um, he just seems... I I know you don't like him, but I think he seems kind of supportive. (laughs) Okay. I'm clearly in the wrong because we were talking to... Um, our producers beforehand, uh, Steve and Chelsea, and they were both like, yeah, he sucks. And I was like, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> okay. This is not why he sucks, but Nick, it's important to note, makes his own toothpaste. He I don't, why is that bad? I don't get that. Do you worry about his dental health? Like, do you worry well, about if he's actually cleaning his teeth properly? I feel like his teeth looked fine. And if he found looks, something- are, looks could be deceiving. I mean, that's the point of this show. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I've also heard dentistry is kind of a crock. So I think that is true as well. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I feel like if you find something and also maybe he just looked up like what they use, like on the Tom's website, you know, and is like, hey, <laughs> He's like, I can just do gonna... that. Yeah, exactly. I bet you that's what he did. No, um, I just thought that he I thought he was kind of like almost vanilla in the pods. Like he didn't really okay. have like a, a breakout moment except that I I thought that he was like almost the receptacle for other women's like insecurities. Like I believe Trisha was the one who told, was talking to him about her her Instagram. Yeah. She loved him. And Danielle, given what she's explained about like her, her weight loss and just like her, like how she feels about her body, I could see where this experiment would be really appealing to her where it's based on sort of like taking the physical out of the equation at first. But I just think that he seems almost like very like plain. I was just like, who is this guy through the first three episodes? And I didn't like get like a great feeling for him. It's true. I I am trying to rack my brain, uh, trying to, and I, like I said, I watched the show like five times this week because I've been sick, but, um, (laughs) 
I can't really remember anything from the first three episodes other than he he's an empath and that he loves his dog. He loves Big his time. dog. He's Big like, time. He, she's got a mommy now. And I was like, oh, God, no, no, Nick, don't say it like that. Also, that's like. I have a friend who was once joking with me about how when people like put on that they love to travel on their dating profiles, like that becomes like an identity. Like you love to travel. And I feel like at this point, being a dog owner is not an identity. And I I know that I say that as someone doesn't really care about pets, but it's like, it's like, yes, I breathe. Like so many people have dogs. It can't be your only thing. And I just feel like he was trying to have a very, I don't know, like inoffensive persona. I don't know. He seemed like, he seemed like he was like playing the game. I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. I love dogs, but there are people that I know what well, like you're saying, their whole personality is loving dogs and they think that's like the best personality trait or even not to bring in the bachelor, but I there was we had a we talked about this one girl on Twitter, Gabby, and she like mm. laid down with a dog on a dirty ground and people ate up that tweet. They were like, "Oh, me too. I would be that person." And it's just like that's not a personality it's trait. Not a person- Loving no, dogs. It's, it's like, not what? a personality. It's like cool. Like, a lot of people do. 99% of the popu- population do. So <laughs> calm down. Yeah, exactly. He seemed so. like he was just trying to advance. That that was my take. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he he seems like a nice person. And like he said, not for the 20th time, but an empath. But <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how empathetic he can be because I think that Danielle needs a lot of empathy. She needs a lot of reinforcement and someone who is patient as well. And he seems to be decently patient, which I think is good. Decently patient. Yes. Whatever. He, I wish, I wish him well. We'll find out more. We'll see how it goes with him and his toothpaste. What was his job? I don't remember. Do you? Don't remember his job. I think it was like marketing or something. Gotcha. A a lot of really vague jobs because- A lot of vague jobs. But you know what- Oh, yeah. Then, then, like, you really remember, like, Shake's a veterinarian because it's, like, so specific. Slash DJ. Yeah, slash DJ. He, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a veterinarian, but waiting for his DJ big break, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Shake and Deep D. Um, I'd love to. Shake. First thoughts? Shake um, was pretty offensive in the first two episodes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, like, so creepy. He was asking the type of questions that like if someone asked you them, you know, like either like in person or like on a dating app, you would like just immediately run away. He was asking swipe left. Yeah. Yeah. He was asking and this bothered Deep D to her credit. He asked her if um, when she goes to a music festival, if she'd be willing to get on his shoulders. So weird. Well, it's just like it's such (laughs) the creepiest thing possible. The creepiest thing possible. And also it's just kind of a a way to weed out bigger people. Yeah, it's it's really rude. Also, it was so gross. Also, he said he likes to buy women clothes. I think he said this to Ayana. He said, yes, he and she was like, clothes. what the fuck? <laughs> what size? And he said, what size are you? And like, I don't know. So it, it makes me wonder, are they not allowed to ask objective questions about what they look like? And so he was like trying to find ways around that rule or something. Not objective, direct, direct questions. Yeah. And I think he did. I think he had a, an arsenal of questions solely related to weight <laughs> that he could ask. And he admits it too. He's just like, yeah, I've usually just uh, in the past based things off of looks and, you know, lust, lustfulness in relationships. And he's like, I'm, I'm trying to change, which I, you know, I give him credit for trying to change, but it is, uh, it, it, it's, <laughs> Those first couple of episodes of him asking girls these questions, just, just weird. And then he would ask, remember he asked that one girl, he's like, do you love going to the gym? Because I love going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, I think he said, traditionally I date. One woman said, no, she doesn't work out. And he was like, well, I liked people who like going to the gym. <laughs> just like, okay, dude, move to Los Angeles then. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, he was, he was so rude, but then he kind of quickly started to change. Like he sort of quickly was like actually excited about the emotional connection he was making. And and again, like to his credit, he was like, I was so focused on looks and I'm realizing that like, I, I want to grow and change. So I actually, I like, I have hope for him, but he was incredibly off at first. It, he was, and it, it was fascinating how quickly, I guess, deep D got him to kind of admit 
his faults and kind of see the error in his ways. So I give her, I guess, a lot of credit too. And she seems, she seems like an awesome person. She seems really cool. She does. She also just seems really genuine. And yes. I wanted to know more about what it was like for her to move to Chicago or wherever she moved to at age eight because she moved from India. I thought that was right. really interesting. I just like wanted to know more. And I think he moved from India too. Yeah. Well, and they both talked about how they had only dated white people and this white was blonde like, people. Yeah. The first <laughs> time they were in a relationship with someone, uh, another brown person, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I know. I thought I, I just like wanted to know more about both of them, but yeah, I, he was really creepy at first, but then I started to come around on him. It seemed like he started to change, but she was just like, she was like very steady and she just seemed like really capable. Also, she was saying she wanted to have financial independence, which I thought was cool. Yeah. I like when they have the really practical conversations. Like you have to talk about money. Like if you don't. Definitely. What are you, what are do? you doing? Exactly. Yeah. And also when she was like, I don't want to like touch your feet. Like, cause in Indian, uh, wedding ceremonies, apparently the women have to touch the, the man's feet. And she's like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, nice. And then did you see that he did that when he proposed and they met for the first time? Oh, I didn't pick that he up. He touched no. her feet. Yeah. And oh, she was like, like, I like that. Like yeah. flipping it. Oh, flipping the script. Yeah. Cool. I know. Um, I was like, nice. One note about Deep D, the still image on my Netflix, like when I go to like the homepage. Yeah. Is Deep D in like a wind Indian wedding dress? And oh. I'm just like, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, You're are- spoiling it, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's rude. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, I, I, you know, now we know that she's she's uh, engaged to Shake, but like, if you started watching the show, you'd be like, okay, so that's Deep D. She gets engaged. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. Really weird. Maybe that is weird. Guess that's I rude. I don't. Well, I know. Okay. Thanks, Netflix. Yeah, you'd yeah. think they'd be smarter, but apparently not. Okay, um, let's talk about the love triangles going on here because, okay. I mean, honestly, some of the best love triangles ever. I've ever witnessed on television. Oh my God, where do you want to start? Oh my God. Um, should we do the Natalie, Shane, Shayna, which I cannot believe there's a, a Shane and a Shayna. I know. And they were really into each other too. They were really into each other. So, okay. So I guess to kind of preface this, Shane is this, he looks like a bachelor contestant or a bachelorette contestant. Like he looks like he could have played in the NFL. He's blonde. He's conventionally attractive. My friend was like, he looks like Gary Busey. And I was like, oh my God, he does look like Gary Busey. I do not find him attractive at all. But yes, I understand. He has many of the traits of a conventionally attractive person. Right. And he, he, he likes to wear those little tiny shirts where it just shows off all his muscles. And which also like all weird. these bachelorette contestants, no socks. It's just like, dude. No socks. Get some fucking socks. It's so annoying. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh my God, that's so true. Um, and he also has a really annoying laugh. And mm-hmm. he's just, he has a very uh, outgoing personality. He's hes just out he's, there all the time. He's also got like a thick Wisconsin accent, I'd say. Some, yeah, there's something like that going on. And he has made a connection in the pods with Natalie, who is kind of this type A personality she, I don't, she's Asian. I don't know exactly what. I believe she's Korean. Okay. She, again, she's very type A. She's like, there's no eating in my bed. And um, <laughs> she made that very clear. And I don't know what she really sees in Shane, to be honest. I have no idea. Either. They seem like polar opposites. She's very uh, by the book. He's crazy. Yeah. She's like got her shit together. She's sort of like, She's like what I would say if he's like a classic like bachelorette contestant, I would say she's like a classic yuppie. Like she's just sort yeah, of like, so true. Got her shit together. I was one of her Instagram. Seems like she's got a lot of friends. She travels yeah. like she dresses like she works at a law firm. Totally. She also I thought you were going to say she dresses like she shops at Loft by Ann Taylor. And I was like, yes, that too. <laughs> and that too. And that too. Yeah. Um, I thought and- it was interesting. She said that she wanted to go on the show because she's had a really hard time dating because people stereotype her for being um, an Asian American woman and like expect her to be one way. And then she's not. And I, that's like the kind of details I like about these shows. Like, I just feel like I like hearing that, those kinds of things, but I agree with you. I have no idea what they connected over. There was like no, no indication. And then when they finally meet, it's like actually, as we all expected, awkward because they're 
because they're pretty different. They're very different. And so, but I think one part of it is that she had it in her mind that he was her number one. And then she told him this and he was like, oh, well, if you're my, if I'm your number one, you're my number one. And I think he really responds well to um, affirmations by other people. I believe he's, I believe he said that to Shayna. He was like, yeah, just give me some yes. compliments. People think I don't need them, but they couldn't be further for the truth. He loves compliments. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's like. He loves them. Um, and then uh, Shayna, who is not Shane, but Shayna, she's like the male version of Shane, kind of. Um, kind of. I I would rather get trapped in an elevator with Shane than Shayna. That's, like, that is true. No she, question. But she is also blonde. Um, she, I, I don't even know how to describe her other than she's really Christian. She was, that was one uh, takeaway. She, yeah, she doesn't believe in evolution. She's a creationist. <laughs> that was wild. Yes, it was. It was wild. Um, she's a creationist who also doesn't believe in going to college. That thought it was a waste of money. She, I'm not sure what her job is, but she. Um, I don't. I don't remember. But she. Oh no, she's a hairstylist. She's a hairstylist. Oh right, her family works in construction. Her dad right. and her brothers. She mentioned that as well. She had like some really strong opinions, and she's looking for sort of like a like both like a husband and like spiritual leader. Like she wants like her husband to like be like kind of like a lead like her, her sort of Christian faith and lifestyle. Um, and she seemed pretty like narrow minded, like, yes, it was kind of interesting to watch Shane and Shayna find each other though. Like, like, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. Like they just like gravitated towards each other somehow. And they are the, cu- I think they are the couple you would have expected to like, to kind of be together. together. Yeah. Right. Totally. And I wouldn't even say she's, she might be a, I see, I, but it's funny because she's, I don't find her more animated than Natalie necessarily, but I do think that Shane and Shayna connected on like a sexual level too, because definitely he, every single time we saw him in the pods together, he was like, what are you wearing? And then she would say like, I'm wearing a crap top. And he's like, oh, fuck yeah. And that was, he was, he's using Shayna like it was his own personal sex hotline. Absolutely. He's like, what are you wearing right now? And he was like, oh God, it's so hot. And he would, he would like bite his notebook. It was really disgusting. It was so weird. I was like, oh my God, you do realize this is going to be on like Netflix. Jesus. I really would like, I wish they, these people had to just like, um, work with like a, a police illustrator and they had to like describe oh the people that they were imagining before they actually met them. It would be so funny. I'd love it, to know. That like, would be actually I, a great detail. I would love to know what Shane was imagining with Shayna because he was like <sighs> so sexually turned on. In lust with her. And then he was like, yeah, uh, they were talking and, and I think she said something like, yeah, you know, I was talking about how I want to have sex five times a day. And he was like, oh, yeah. And he got really excited about that. And again, I think their relationship is primarily based on wanting to bone each other, which is fine. whatever. That's fine. But I thought that was like pretty. How do you like make that connection unless you just both like view it as like a, you know, a sex hotline, as you said. I guess. I know it's very weird. And we never saw any of that with like him and Natalie. No, not at all. So what did you think about how Natalie and Shayna both acted back in like the women's quarters, essentially? Because that that gave a lot of sort of like shape to the love triangle. I'm not sure we would have been as aware of it. Like that really differentiated it from the other love triangles, I thought. Right. Well, Natalie was very open with how things were going. And she's like, let's pop champagne. He asked me to be his girlfriend. And then Shayna was over here being like, I'm I'm not in the mood. I don't like this. And so I found that to be interesting. And just on another level, I don't know if I were in that position and I were Natalie and some guy was like, I want to be your boyfriend. And like, you're my number one. I don't think I would share it with other people. Me neither. I thought that Natalie must have felt threatened by Shayna because really okay otherwise I mean I'm sure she also was excited well I don't know maybe I'm I think she was I, just excited because I would be threatened by all the other relationships <laughs> <laughs> but I think she was excited but also it was sort of like it's like a way of like marking your territory it's just sort of like this is what he told me and then it worked because then Shayna backed off she did or well she made it very clear to Shane she was like what's going on here and 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 also I found it interesting too because let's introduce I guess this is more of like a love rhombus because we've got Kyle and Kyle is 
the person that ends up proposing to Shayna, despite their just incredible differences. I mean, he's out here believing in science. She's not. Um, he was making jokes about religion and she's like, how dare you? And yet he's like, here's my mom's ring. Marry me, please. Kyle is the most confounding person on this show. <laughs> hands down. I don't yeah. understand him at all. Like at all. It's weird. It doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense. He, do you know who Jeremy Jordan is from Broadway and also the television <laughs> show smash? <laughs> Amelia's <laughs> cracking up. <laughs> I well, recently listened to a, um, a version of him doing Celine Dion. Yeah, it's it's all coming best, back to me. It's one of the best videos on the internet. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Kyle looks so much like Jeremy Jordan. Okay. I was uh, okay. With the combination of Shane West too. He looks a little like Shane West. I see it in the eyes a little bit. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But like I, Kyle is like, you know, he wants to be your star. Put him in smash. I mean, it's so, <laughs> it, it was, it was like jarring for me whenever he talks, but there's so many things I don't understand about Kyle. I thought it was really interesting hearing. I love when these people talk about like their real world dating struggles when he was talking about how, um, because he works in construction, like women want like a white collar guy. And I thought that was like really interesting. That's sad. I like blue collar. I think that blue collar is like great. I, I mean, also, this is like a it's like Survivor, blue collar versus white collar versus oh, no, no collar. Don't break that. I mean, one of the worst seasons ever. No, don't you dare. Um, <laughs> I just uh, I just think it's interesting, like that kind of stuff. Like the the way the, the show premise is so absurd, but the way that real world stuff does like make it into the show is really fascinating. Also, it is. I just want to say this is the same creator as uh, Married at First Sight, which is like probably not surprising. Which makes a lot of sense. I know they yeah. just kind of tweaked it a little bit, which I think is This is way smart. better. And it has like the Netflix look. I don't know. I mean, I love the Netflix look. Well, it's kind of like how uh, the 90 Day Fiance franchise is also helmed by the guys who do Love After Lockup, which is is similar, but different. So sure. yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay. Yeah. So Kyle and Shayna get into pods and... I think she and she has admitted that she likes his sense of humor. And I do think he has a pretty good sense of humor. But then she's like, oh, I am religious. And he's like, I am an atheist. And mm -hmm. she and she, to her credit, is kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, that's a pretty big difference. And he, for some reason, has tricked himself into thinking that this is the one woman for him on the planet. Yeah, I, I Which can't is wild. explain it. <laughs> no, it's it's absolutely insane. And um, so, but sh also she decides to say yes to the proposal. Which again, I, I don't understand. And he gives, as you said, he gives her his mother's ring without his mother uh, knowing. Just, oh. And it's just really, it's just, it's just upsetting. I don't even know what else to say. It's weird. They are such an odd couple. I don't understand what they don't, they literally, other than liking each other's like sense of humor, have really nothing in common. And then I thought she seemed disappointed with his physical looks. Yeah. And he seemed like very excited by her physical looks. Yeah. Yeah. What do it's, you, okay. Do you think, and then also, can we just briefly talk about how, and this confused me. And I was talking to another producer, Devin, about this because we were both a little confused. When, so Shane, so the Shane triangle where he tells Natalie, I'm really into you. And then Natalie is really excited and she tells everyone in the women's pods. And then Shana talks to Shane and is like, I know that Natalie is your number one. And then he gets really offended. And then he uh, is like, don't worry, just don't, think about that, blah, blah, blah. And then he gets back into the pod. He thinks that Natalie is Shayna. And he's like, Shayna, talk to me. I, I'm still into you. And Natalie is like, what the fuck, dude? It's Natalie. And then he gaslights her and is like, "You, I, how dare you be upset that I called you another woman's name? <laughs> what did you think about that? Um, I <laughs> Shane just makes so many mistakes. It's like, it's unbelievable. Yes, I, but he still gets like these chances from these by. women. White guy privilege, Amelia. Even when you, you can feel it even when you can't see it. <laughs> but seriously, so I say so that true. as Jess, but it's also true. No, it's a hundred percent true. It's a hundred percent true. Yeah. It was messed up when he said, when he said the wrong name. I mean, when he was just like confused, but I also just want to say, I have so many questions about how this is produced. It was really interesting. Like the glimpses you'd get of producers, like standing in that corridor and like, 
just so many questions. So like maybe he was confused about his schedule or something. Cause it's obviously not like he can just like set this up. I, it was, it was confusing, but I just, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. I don't know why. Except. Okay. Yeah. I will give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But then when it was, when it, dawned on him that it was actually Natalie. And then he was like, oh, 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 why are you mad that I called you another woman's name? Oh, my God. I was like, what? (laughs) He turned it on her and then and then she left the pods. And so then he was like, oh, I can't believe I fucked that up. Shane strikes me as someone who has like some deep stuff underneath his exterior. Like, I'm just like, what? Okay, who is this person? Like, how did he become this way? And (laughs) well, I think it does have to do with privilege. Yeah. Yeah, for I think sure. you're right. And like being tested, he's like not used to like being tested. Being tested, and- exactly. Yeah, seriously. Because like, who? why would you ever act that way when you clearly you're in the wrong? I don't know, whatever. I, before we move on from Shane, the way that he acted when they first got to Mexico, I also found so creepy. I think that it's, I, I, it's interesting. I had sort of like, when the couples decided to like not sleep together, I think that's just like a really bad sign. And like, obviously- not not because like you have to have sex or whatever, but like you have like this mo- emotional connection, like you've already like landed on that. And so if you're like not going to take the opportunity to like test out the physical when you can, I think that's troubling. I mean, obviously there's so many things that play into it. People, so many anxieties and like whatever, and sure. I'm not trying and to judge, but it yeah. is, it does like indicate that like maybe there's not the level of comfort you thought there was. Totally. I do think it is. Th- I agree with that, but I think it's hard when it's like, it's a, it's on Netflix. Everyone's so, going yeah, to be watching So many this, expectations. You yeah. know? And then what, I bring it up because then also on the other hand, I found Shane so creepy and gross when Natalie was like, what do you want to do here? And he's like, well, these two rooms are all that we need. Right. And he's just like, like, it's oh. my birthday. I was like, okay, Jesus. I know. It's like, calm down, man. That was great. And like, it's that just, was weird. It's a, but it, it's a really weird balance. And like, also I'm obviously contradicting myself, but I just think it's like, I mean, this isn't normal. It's not normal. So who knows? No, no, totally. But just the fact that he was just like so horny for it. And which is like his entire journey has just been him being horny. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then, okay, I do want to just, sorry, briefly. So after he mistakes Natalie for Shayna, then later on in another pod, Natalie's like, okay, fine. Like I forgive you or whatever. And he's like, forgive me for what? But um, then he's like, you're my number one. Will you be my girlfriend? And Natalie's like, oh my God, yes. And so she gets really excited. And that's when she gets back into the women's area. And she's like, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Let's pop champagne. Shayna hears this. She goes into the pods. And that's when, you know, he gets horny for her crop top. And then he's, and then she's like, I did hear uh, you asked Natalie to be your girlfriend. And he evades answering for a good, what seems like it must've been, I don't know, like 10 minutes in the pods because it, it was clearly several minutes on Netflix. I was really surprised that he and Natalie got together. Cause when he hears that Shayna has feelings for him, he's so upset. He's like, fuck, we just well, the right. last two days. Like he just doesn't make any sense. He's very confusing. He's very confusing. And, and, but, and he wants it both ways because he's like, Natalie or Shayna, just focus on us. Okay. Yeah. And she's like, wait, what? And he's like, no, you have to just don't believe it. And then he's like, okay, fine. Yeah, I guess I did ask her to be my girlfriend. And so then Shayna's like, whatever. Then Shayna gets proposed to by Kyle for God knows what reason. And then has to talk to Shane. And that's when we get Shane being like, oh, fuck, God damn it. Why? How dare you be in, gay or be in love with someone else or be in love with me? And this is so confusing now. I know. He's just like, he's just basically a jerk. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. (laughs) And he said that he was a tool, but he's like, I'm a tool with a giant, huge heart. Right. He's like, okay, weird. Yeah, it's like, okay, you are? Good to know. (laughs) I know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Um, And then also, there's another love triangle. It's not as crazy as the Shayna, Natalie, Shane, Kyle one, but it's still- But many more tears. A lot of tears. Oh my God. So we have Jarrett, Ayana, and Mallory, and then also Sal. But, um, okay. So Sal, or sorry, uh, Jarrett is talking to both Ayana and Mallory. And it's, and I'll just be straight up. I think Ayana is such a catch. I, I love her. She seems like she has been through a lot. She has, yeah. But so is Jarrett. 
So well, so is Jarrett, but I I don't like him as much as I like Ayana because it seems like he's playing both sides. But is it is it because he is open about Ayana being his number two and they're still together? <laughs> well, yeah, and then the way he acts when he's in Mexico with Mallory, I thought was a little messed up. Yeah, I agree, but I think you'll get to that on Friday. Well, right, yeah, exactly. We can't talk about it now, but so Jared has been making a connection with both Ayana and Mallory, and he is like. I got stabbed. So, and he shares that with Ayana and Ayana is like, you know, I've, I've been sexually assaulted and I've, I've been kicked out of my house and I've had to deal with that. So they, they connect, I think on a really deep level, not to say, and again, not to bring the bachelor into this, I'm so sorry, but you know, again, it's that trauma bonding where they think that sharing trauma is, means that you're bonded to someone. Yeah, it's just kind of messed up. It is. It is messed up. At least in this case, it's one on one versus like that's true. A trauma circle of like, tell us the worst things ever happened to you, anonymous women. Um, I but I agree with you. Uh, Jarrett's Jarrett said something that I think is like relatable, which is like when you go through something really intense and you don't have that person by your side to like help you through it, you realize like there's a void there, and and so I thought that was interesting. And I I think you know for her, I don't want to assume, but. I would guess it's really hard to trust people when you've been through like a, like a sexual assault situation like she was describing. And so if you find that bond, it must be really meaningful, which is why it makes it even harder to watch what happened with Jarrett and Mallory. And I like Mallory. She seems very, very sweet. Uh, There's something about Mallory. I don't like, and it seems like Twitter agrees with me because they were like, we don't like the two, the top two names that popped up when I Googled or when I searched love is blind were, Shane and Mallory, and they were both negative about yeah, Shane I and mean, Mallory. I, I will say, I mean, I know we're teasing ahead, but I've watched most of this. I do think all the people on the show are much more nuanced and complicated than you would expect. And so sure. I would say, you know, keep, keep on going along the ride. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think there's something about Mallory that seems distrusting and like she holds back. And I think you really see that with Sal. I think yeah. it was, she wasn't sure about Jared. I think there's something about her that doesn't allow her to like fully just like head first jump in like a Shane or a Natalie. Totally. And, and that comes through as like disingenuous, but it might just be fear. It might be fear or maybe I don't, and I'm not trying to assume anything, but maybe she's been through something traumatic. We don't need to know because that's her business. Right. But I, there, there's just some of the things that she's said, like where she's like, I'm just like a guy's girl and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that to me personally is a red flag. I'm just like, oh, Absolutely. I okay. Um, but anyway, so Jarrett basically proposes to Mallory. I mean, he's like, what would you say if I were to ask you to marry me? And Mallory starts sobbing and is like, I, I there's someone else. And Jarrett also starts sobbing. They both start sobbing together separately in pods. And so that's, that is not, that's too bad. And why do you think um, Mallory chose Sal over Jarrett? Because it did seem like she and Jarrett were on on like a, just a very connected level. They were giving Mm -hmm. each other nicknames. I know. I was surprised. I was really surprised. Um, I wonder if they connected over both um, having Mexican family. She's. Oh, Sure. She's half Mexican. She's half Mexican. His family's Mexican. So I think there's probably like a, like common language. Totally. I don't mean like Spanish, but just like (laughs) common ground. Although they did speak to each other in Spanish a little bit. And she said she spoke it a little. Um, And so I think that's probably pretty important. And also Sal seems like the kind of person whose like love language is affirmations. And when you are in this situation, probably it's like similar to the bachelor. It's like the really direct address of like, I have feelings for you or like, I want this and like not flirting, but just being like, I'm in is probably really comforting though. To me, seems less fun. But I, I just think that like, there may have been some really like some both practical and like direct reasons why, but I, I think also the way it's edited wanted you to be surprised that she picks Sal. That's, um, that's true. Also, he's an opera singer. That was kind of cool. And he would sing yeah. to her. I have to say, um, whispering and like singing like that are just two major cringes for me. Luckily, no one was doing any whispering, but yet, but it's just, I can't, the singing I would not find charming. I'd be uncomfortable. I would channel my inner Amanda Dobbins and I would be uncomfortable. So. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. And so then, uh, to bring in Ayana, Jared is like, well, I guess I want to leave these pods engaged. 
Yes. Um, so I, I, which he accomplishes because then he turns his sights strictly to Ayana. And to his credit, he, he, he wants to be honest with her. And he's like, I, I need to get something off my chest. I asked Mallory. She said no. But now I'm all in with you. And obviously, Ayana is like, well, I don't want to be anyone's second choice, which is a totally understandable response, you know? And so she has to kind of think about it. And we see her and I don't know, I feel like they've teased this shot a couple of times where she's like walking out of the pause and then she's she's like so overcome with emotion. She has to like sit down on the ground. And um, but eventually she comes around and she says yes to Jarrett's proposal. What did you think about that? Were you like, yeah, go Ayana and Jarrett? I guess they just both want to have some kind of partner. And so they just went yeah. for it. I guess if you've made it that far, you're just like, okay, because I, <laughs> okay, sure. Fine. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. Give it a shot. I, right. I don't know. I found it sad. I guess I ultimately found it sad that they would like rather, that she would rather like knowingly be like his second choice and say yes, than leave without a partner. But I also, it, it bummed me out, but I think I also get it. It's like, okay, she just felt like she had to. And so, you know, what are you supposed to say to that? Yeah, no, I I agree. It's I uh I know I just want so much for her and I really like her. So it was uh it was hurtful, but at the same time I respect why because it's like, well, why if you're signing up to do this, why wouldn't you give it a shot regardless, I guess, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just they just feel they just kind of bum me out, but I wish I I hope it works out for them because they are like me too. even if it's not with each other, I hope they're both happy because they both seem like nice people who do really want to find someone. They do. Um, yeah. I mean, I do again, and we'll talk about this in the next episode, but I did have a few problems with Jarrett's conversation with Mallory in Mexico. Um, and also what I thought she, she was messed up too, though, Amelia. Oh it's no, just, I mean it, I wait. it takes two. It takes well, no, two. No, I thought both sides, I thought Jarrett and Mallory were both like what are you doing with this conversation? Like, there are other motives going on with this conversation you both are having that you should not Absolutely. be having. Absolutely. I did a little bit uh, of deep diving on people's Instagrams, mostly because I just wanted to know who's still together. I couldn't figure it out. Oh, nice. Um, but I did see that Shane and Shake seem like they've legitimately become like really good friends. And they like hang out in Chicago. Shake. And okay. I think that like, Shane attends Shake's DJ sets. Oh and God. Those two are like, don't encourage him. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are just going after it with each other. That makes a lot of sense. I think, um, <laughs> I think so too. Also briefly, what did you think when Mallory and Sal met each other in the third episode? And Mallory was like, okay, <laughs> I guess I'm engaged to this guy. I thought it was upsetting. I was like, yeah, she actually should have picked Jarrett. I mean, <laughs> Mallory seems really ambivalent. Like she just seems yes. like she wants to be, all these people obviously want to be in a relationship, but she just seems really, really like she doesn't know this is exactly right, which is normal, but like absurding for TV. Also, I think Sal is really attractive. I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah, agreed. I don't know. Okay. He was, he was cute. I just, his person, I think his, his personality is not for me, but he's objectively a cute looking person. Yeah. I, he's just not as, excitable, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. To kind of wrap things up, what did you think about, I guess, the first three episodes? I loved it. I okay. will say it also got better as it went along. The first yeah. one's the worst because there's too many people in it. Yes. But now yes. I'm so hooked. Seeing them in Mexico, I, I like, I can't wait to get into it. I would just say my biggest like red flag of anyone from the whole three episodes that, that I just like can't get past was... Um, when Shane said that, like, if Natalie was missing a tooth, he would break up with her. I was just like, that is... Because he was serious. He, it wasn't a joke. You don't think was, he was kind of joking? No, I thought I do he was kind of joking. No, okay. I do All not right. think he was joking. I think he said it as a joke because he knows it's a dick thing to say, but he meant it. <laughs> but he totally... Yeah, I could Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so who would you say... So is that what you're giving your biggest red flag to? Yes, my is, biggest red flag goes to Shane okay. for being a, a, a dentistry snob. <laughs> What about you? Um, I would say Shane's just 
lust for Shayna, I think. And well, and the fact that he played both Natalie and Shayna like masterfully, like this was some kind of a game to him where he was just like, oh, how dare you be offended that I'm talking to other women and just turning it around on them is like, do you really want a partner who does that? Like who is so good at turning things around, who's good at gaslighting? Like that is yeah. that is gaslighting for people who are confused about what gaslighting is. That's gaslighting, making people believe that they're crazy. And he he truly did that with both of them. Um, so I would say that's a big red flag. I also, again, I think what Shake said, I mean, the, be- the beginning thing was Shake asking these like, you Such know, creep. questions that were just, they were like coded in, you know, looks or he was just like, uh, can you be on my shoulders at a concert? It was weird. Very weird. I will Great. give him credit for kind of maturing out of it. Of, which evolving I, over the course of 10 days. Great job. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah. So do you have any like favorite, like a green flag? Like, let's go. Like this person is ready for love. Maybe not with the person they chose, but you know. I really like Natalie. She's my favorite person on this show. Oh, and interesting. I worry for her because Shane seems like such a maniac, but yeah. I hope it works out. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the women a lot more, obviously. Um, I yeah, I like Natalie. I do think she's a little delusional. Um, but and I like I like deep, deep D. She deep, seems deep, yeah. so I like deeps too. She so seems like genuine. a nice person. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I like Ayana. She's she's so cute and she does like she's these little quirky things that she does that I really enjoy too. So I'm I'm worried for those. I guess I'm worried for them really. That's really what <laughs> the purpose of green <laughs> we flag fear is. for all of you. <laughs> exactly. Um, and do you have any predictions on who you think is walking down the aisle? I mean, already Netflix has spoiled uh Deeps. Well, but maybe they don't actually get married. But yeah, Deep, Deeps is having a wedding. That's for sure. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah. I have the least hope for Danielle and Nick. I just think that they seem wow. like they don't connect on any level. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think she has a lot of problems to work through. And I think he's a patient person. But I don't know how patient, but we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I just can't wait for the next few episodes. Same. And we will be recapping the next, uh, well, the Mexico episodes, I think with myself and Kevin O'Connor, which should be exciting. Dream team. Can't (laughs) wait to listen to that one. Me too. Thank you so much, Juliet, for talking to me about the greatest show on television. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to Steve Allman and Chelsea Stark-Jones for producing. And we will hear from you guys. We'll talk to you guys soon, I guess. Yes.